0: hello welcome happy monday 100th episode boo yakasha what was that from what was boo yakasha the ali g show that was such a good show any fans of the ali g show same guy who was borat If anyone's new here, hi, my name's Jordan, the host of The Horny Housewife. I'm extra congested, but she's a podcaster, gotta do her job. That made me want to hit my head through the drywall. If you follow me on social media, I asked y'all to tell me your hall pass. Like who is a celebrity public figure that makes you wet or have a boner and you're like, I would fuck them. And I told my spouse and I'm like, that's my hall pass. And they would have to be like, you go fuck them, get it. Maybe not, but this is novelty. So chill, care, care. We're just, we're just in fantasy land because you're not going to run into Leonardo DiCaprio. You're not going to run into him. It's not going to happen. And he's not going to want you if you do. That's not going to happen either. And by the way, Leonardo DiCaprio is not one of my hall passes. Now, Titanic Leo... (laughs) I would have probably done anything. So hot, so cute. And now I think because I don't feel like an old bitch, but because of the digits associated to my name that is on my birth certificate, I feel like Titanic Leo does make me look pedophile-y. But Leo now, you know, I'm still not in his age bracket because he likes girls in his 20s that were or are some type of supermodel. And you go, Leo. Mad respect for Leo because he's not the piece of shit who got married and then does what they all fucking do. I'm convinced everyone in Hollywood has an understanding or an open marriage or something because... How realistic, you know what I mean? You have to, I mean, it would be delusional to think that they're not in situations constantly where they are having to have extreme chemistry. They're actors for fuck's sake, or they're singers, musicians on tour being worshiped by women, okay? Worshiped, adored, women throwing themselves at them. They can pick anyone they want and go, you, naked, naked. Upstairs now, the power dynamic is unfucking real And I think it's totally consensual. These girls are like, yes, daddy, please. And I'm sure because of this accessibility with sex, this is like me now going on a rant of what I think Hollywood people are like. I think it can get really perverse and they need so much more to stimulate them. Like porn is like, looking at porn is like them watching golf almost. Like they need this shit in real life. Sex parties are really a thing. I think they're more desens- They're desensitized. And so there's like, it's just on a different level. And I think when a person can be an actor. It's like they lie for a living. And you know, if you, it depends on how you want to look at it, but they can play these roles so well. It would be so wild. Imagine a regular person dating someone like that you would be like i don't know what the fuck is going on but do i care and athletes don't even get me started on athletes you know they most of them have a girl in every city a girlfriend in every city you can't convince me otherwise that these women don't know what the fuck is going on. Unless they were like their high school sweetheart and somehow persuaded this guy who knew he was going to go into the MLB to lock it down and she had his baby. Smart, smart woman. She might be the naive one, Who thinks like he's gonna be good to her, but you're the one who's double fucked because you've locked, you had the ball and chain on so soon. He gets a taste of that MLB life, bitch. He's gone. Okay, that was negative. I'm really sorry. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're so wonderful to you. Hall passes. Let's get back on the topic. One person submitted Anna Kendrick as their hell pass. And not only was I offended, I was upset. I was disappointed. I don't know who you are, why you're here. I'm just kidding. Thank you. I love you. But what the fuck? Get on Google. Brighten, Brighten, broaden your horizon. Anna Kendrick, Anna Kendrick. She looks like a bitch. Okay. And I've heard she is a bitch and maybe she's not one. But I'm going to bet money that she is. Also, a lot of you put Blake Lively, like guys and girls. And I'm she's gorgeous. Like gorgeous in the way of like every girl wishes they looked like Blake Lively. But why do I get the whole she's not a freaking bad vibe? The like my asshole is an exit only vibe when I'm looking at a picture of her. That's kind of what I'm feeling through the phone. Kate Beckinsale, yes, please. I would love to look like that gorgeous goddess. Halle Berry, duh. Drake, not really my thing, but whatever. Swagger for days. Sydney Sweeney, okay. I'm sure everything that triggers me about Sydney Sweeney is just me being jealous. You know, at least I can admit that I'm sure it comes from a place of projection and insecurity, but she's just like, her boobs are too amazing. And I think that if we put an A cup on her, that B cup on her, I don't think that she would be Sydney Sweeney. I hate saying it. I hate saying it. I don't hate saying it, but guess what? She doesn't have an A cup or a B cup. She is fucking Sydney Sweeney. So... I remember watching Euphoria and her naked on the screen and me just trying to like keep my eyes straight and powerfully look through my peripheral vision to see if my husband was possibly getting a chub to immediately start a fight. Just kidding. I was kidding about the starting a fight part. My eyes were burning and watering and I was looking really hard through the periphery. I probably fucking just turned my head and gave up. But uh, yeah, that was a fun moment and I was really thankful that my husband doesn't have social media and that I will stalk his Google search history to see if he is thinking about her and then I will harass him for telling me that he likes brunettes more than blondes because why is he looking at a blonde and I don't believe him and I think he likes blondes. And then he always reminds me, but all the girlfriends I've ever had in my life were brunettes. And I'll go, yeah, that's because brunettes accepted you. And all the blondes said, get the fuck away from me. So I bet you really want a blonde. And that is a little bit inside of my head. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She's crazy, but it feels all right. I think it's the cold. I think the congestion is limiting the amount of oxygen that can get to my brain. That's what I think it is. Okay, we have a real episode to do. So I have to hurry up and tell you who my hall passes are. Jude Law, this will be really quick, simple. Jude Law because Jude Law, I'm sure some people are like, what, huh, like he's cute, but he's not like my hall pass. Something about him with the accent, with the eyes, with the hairdo, with the face. Like would I have preferred it more 10 years ago, probs. But, you know, this is, again, novelty. So I'm going to pick, like, 2007 Jude Law. Because now if you Google him, y'all would all go, oh, that's her op pass because the hair, it, you know, it changed the game. But mad respect for not going and getting hair plugs like every other Hollywood person, even though if I was him, I would have definitely, like, go, go get the hair plugs. But, because he has more money than God. Like, why the fuck not at that point? But... Still, I look at the heart. I look at the heart. I don't know his heart. Now, my number one hall pass, like who I would be like, rip me open down the middle from the bottom of my vagina to the top of my head is Miles Teller. First of all, he is a super hot wife, too. So you just know that everything I think about him is true. You're like, he does probably have the personality of a God and his dick is probably spectacular. I feel like I'm sinning right now. My husband doesn't listen to my podcast. So, you know, that's his choice. I've been like, you don't love me. And he's like, no, babe, I hear you talk all the time. (laughs) So I don't need to hear you talk more. I don't need to be listening to you talk in the car on a podcast and then you call me and then you talk more and then we talk while I'm at work and then we talk when we get home. I understand. So he's not going to hear me professing my lust for Miles Teller. So that makes it okay. You know, I know I'm not causing harm here, but yeah, Miles Teller all day, every day. Now, why do I have this grandiose delusional delusion that I feel like if I had a chance, like if I was in the room, in the scene, at the place, I was single, he was single, I could have a chance with him. Maybe this is uh, not the case, but I'm thinking like with a two milligrams Xanax that we slip in his drink and then two shots of tequila and he's left alone with me, maybe... <laughs> Now it's the part of the show where we talked up about all your fucked up issues. JK, who doesn't have something that they want to talk about, are working through, are overcoming, whether it's as a married couple? individually, whatever it may be. That's life. That's life. Sometimes I literally wonder that I'll be like driving down the road. That's what I do. All my thinking. She gets a real emo behind the wheel, man. She gets emo behind the wheel. And I'm like, are there people that it's just nine, 10 out of 10 in every department at all times? I don't believe it. Like, is that possible? Like if it is, I always think the person who thinks that everything's been golden for 45 years, their other person's like, yeah, yeah. Good. Good for you. I feel differently about some aspects of the journey that were harder than other times. Not saying it's like fake or one person's miserable, not saying that, but I just, I'm cynical sometimes. I'm cynical. My voice is getting lower and deeper as we. I keep talking. I'm probably gonna be like a whale by the end of this. I am a girl, and I just want to make sure if it's the first episode. This um, she's always kind of like congested sounding a little bit, but this is this is extreme. Before we get into your specific questions, we got some good ones. We've got some good ones. I teased them on the IG. I wanted to say that I got someone writing in telling me they listened. They don't listen anymore. They'll continue to support and download, but the reason why they've turned off lately is because they it makes them feel sad to hear about women wanting sex, women and men who are you know going at this together, trying to have a more intimate sexual, bringing the passion back. And he feels like he has gone about it in every way suggested to him or that he's thought of. And when he was listening. Like all that he's attempted to do to revive this part of his marriage, to connect with his wife, nothing, absolutely nothing. In fact, let me just read you what he wrote. He put, at that point, I tried to go about things in a different way. I tried talking to her, asking her if she has fantasies, anything she wanted or something she doesn't like that I do heard about love languages instead of asking her to do the quiz i basically tried to do stuff for her based off every different different love language to see if i noticed any difference for her i'm going to pause right there and say that if this listener is listening or if someone else is like you know i feel frustrated too i feel like i'm being intentional i'm trying to fucking bring things back or get things on a different track. And I feel like they're resisting, or I'm just not getting anywhere. And I think that's when we need to reevaluate our approach, or maybe get a third party involved. Whether, I mean, there's all kinds of people. It doesn't have to be an actual counselor or therapist. That may be what you want. But if you don't, there's alternatives. Like you can try different things and sometimes that's one person wanting to try a lot more than the other and it's kind of like that I said this a long time ago in an episode that there was this old couple that when asked how did you stay long so like how did you make it 60 fucking years married and y'all are the cutest thing ever he's still holding your hand y'all seem in love and they said that They didn't fall out of love with each other at the same time, that there were times in their marriage where one person seemed out, checked out, or just resentful, not in it. And the other person was all in and vice versa. And I think sometimes there can be people who experience someone hanging on harder than the other. And that's what rides you through these times. Now, speaking of being cynical, I know someone could look at that and go, that sounds Awful, but really think about relationships from dating to committed relationships. Think about what you experience in them. So you can go be a person who chases the high of the beginning in a relationship over and over and over, and you can have that life, more power to you, do what you want, be a Leo Nardo, or you can choose the latter and go all in with someone but being logical enough to know what comes with that. That is 60% of the reason why I started this podcast was because I wanted a space to be able to talk about the realities of the evolution of sex in your marriage, how it evolves, because the beginning is the beginning for a reason, because it's called the beginning. And there are different stages and phases of love. All that are different but there's really beautiful things about each phase and each one and there's a different kind of peace that comes with a love where you've both intentionally chosen to be a part of it even when you don't fucking feel like it she has gone far from the question but not really we are in a time where people you know we really check on does this serve me does this serve me And I like a part of that, but there's a part I don't like where I think that the family unit has gotten the short stick where people are so about what's going on right now that they don't see how that may affect their children. I hear a lot of people that say, oh, and I don't bring up kids very often on here because I don't want to. But I know a lot of people go, you know, we stay together for the kids, we stay together for the kids. And there's half of me that goes, that sucks. That fucking sucks. Like, you're having to do this and you don't want to, but you don't want to separate your family. Now, if you're being cheated on, abused, you're in a bad, toxic marriage. I don't think that's the right thing to do, in my opinion. I think walking, showing your kids, like, we got a co parent that this is not how we're going to live together in a home and, Coexist because if you are staying together for the kids, you're just coexisting, you're being roommate phase. It's like there's so many other things. There are people that, the Jolie Hamilton interview, if you haven't listened to that, people opening their marriage, but it's not because they were broken going, oh, like, I hate this person so much, but we want to stay together for the kids, so let's just open our marriage. That's not the answer. But there are some people who choose and are committed to their love, and they want to get to the root of things and honor and respect, but now they're, what's next? We both want to experience other people. You can lovingly go into let's talk about opening our marriage. There are so many paths to go. And I wanted this place to be able to discuss and get perspective from couples everywhere, because gosh, we have no idea what goes on behind closed doors, right? And I love that y'all write in and that y'all share some of that. And circling back to this man who wrote in saying like, I just feel like I'm at an end. She doesn't Seem interested. They do have a few small children, he said. And he feels like she just doesn't have any desire for sex. She says that he's sexy and loves ha- having sex with me, but she just doesn't really ever get horny. And he feels like they're more like best friends. And in this kind of situation, there's one way you could look at it which I think is a little bit selfish, and go, you know, this doesn't serve me anymore, and I'm not content and happy with how things are going, so, you know, I need to go find what does. And a lot of people get hurt, including you. It doesn't sound like that's what you want. You're writing in because you feel frustrated because obviously you love and want to be with your wife and raise your kids together. I would want to acknowledge this as a season, but I think you need to come together more and instead of going, here's the five love languages, let me go try them all out and see which one she responds to. I think that that is just almost like shooting a little water gun at a big fire. I think you need to sit down with her and tell her how you feel like you just did me. Say, you know, I've been trying these things and maybe this sounds so silly to you, but I want you to know where it's coming from. Like, I want to understand you more. I love you and I married you for a reason and I love our family, but I want to tell you that I feel I feel like I want to be closer to my wife and I want to feel more connected to you. If you speak that language, see this turned into a listener question that we're answering. If you speak that language, I want to connect I want to understand you more. Dude, she will, like, nine out of ten times, she's going to be all in on this conversation now. But when you come at it with a, I'm neglected, like, you're not, I need more of this, more sex, and you're not giving it to me. Like, there's plenty of women that want to have sex more. I bet there's plenty of women that want to have sex with me. Like, I don't understand what's so hard about it. Like, me, 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 or you're not doing this, you're not doing that, it's just going to, People are going to get defensive. You're going to go back and forth. Her resentment's going to pop up. She's going to start pointing out what you're not giving her. Or maybe she'll just, worse, she'll just be quiet and nod and smile and walk the fuck away because she really is checked out and doesn't give a fuck, expected you to fucking all say all that, and nothing is going to change. You need to come at her with your intentions and be vulnerable, That's what being vulnerable is, guys. And sometimes when guys, like there are certain guys who think they're being a bitch or a doormat or a pushover or feminine, guys, you're not on a reality television show. No one is watching and commentating and emasculating you and telling you, oh, what a bitch, boy. It's you and your fucking wife and you're being a good-ass man is what you're being. And I applaud those men that deeply care about understanding and learning their wife because that's fucking sexy so this man wasn't really asking me a question he was actually saying he doesn't really listen anymore because he doesn't like the way it makes him feel and I encourage anyone who relates to this man and feeling like it's just a dead end it's a bust their attempts Reframe it, and I think it's time to get uncomfortable and have uncomfortable intimacy and look your wife in the eyes and tell her the same shit you're telling me and see the response you get. See what happens. Try, yeah, let's sit down together and take the quiz. Don't take all these shortcuts because it's the little things for women. Like, it's the big things in finances, I believe, but it's the little things in most every other category, especially relationships and especially for women. I think for guys too, they just don't notice it as much where women do notice the little things. It could be all in jest and y'all take this quiz. She's answering those questions. Like sometimes we don't interpret things right from our spouse. We don't understand that they have a way they go about apologizing, showing love. That's all based on how they were raised And it's a subconscious thing. So quit assuming and start asking. And yes, is there a point where I think if you have a completely unwilling spouse and you have exhausted all resources, you've gone to therapy, you have given your heart, you've gotten vulnerable, you know in your heart that there's no other way to attempt this. Yeah, I think there is a walking point for people. I, I do think that at some point you have to go like, I can't live like, I can't make him or her willing. I can't make them do the work. So something you got to think about. Let's get into our first actual listener question. Liven it up. Question number one, I feel so stupid even admitting this, but I'm so self-conscious about how small my breasts have become after breastfeeding. I used to be a full C cup and I'm all the way down to an A. My husband claims he's not a boob guy, but all of his exes had large chest and I can't help but feel inadequate compared to them. I know it's something that even I find attractive in women. I don't feel womanly or sexy this flat. My husband keeps telling me it's a non-issue and I should be proud of how good I look after having two kids, but it's something that's constantly bothering me. I don't really think I want a boob job, but maybe a lift would make me feel better. I don't know. Do guys really not care about this and I'm just overreacting? Thoughts. Thank you. I'm excited to answer this because I love hyping women up to make decisions to make them feel good about themselves fuck what anybody else thinks. What do you think? And it sounds like you wish that your breast were perkier and fuller. Go get a fucking boob job, girl. If you're going to get a lift, let's have girl talk really quick. The scar from a lift is like an anchor. There's other ways to go about it, but there will be a line going from like your nipple down. I have had a breast augmentation, not a lift. And I love them so, so, so much and don't regret it whatsoever. And I want to share, like men or women that don't know, it's so funny when the women think like their boobs are just like the best they've ever been pregnant and when they're nursing and they have no idea what's about to happen to them. It is like hitting like a balloon filled up with sand and then throwing a dart in it and the sand going out and these like deflated Bean bags happens to women. And it depends. Like some women recover differently, but the vault, like there is volume loss. There is volume loss and sag because you filled up the skin. And it's like any like major kind of transformation, that's how stretch marks happen, et cetera. And everybody's body is different. Some people get stretch marks, some people don't. It's just genetics and your skin and your body type, whatever. But back to surgery and your husband and what he thinks. Don't compare yourself to his exes. That doesn't really make you feel good. It doesn't serve you at all. And for you to stop doing that would be productive. And I know it's hard not to, especially when you feel like he says he doesn't care, but like I had these big boobs and like now they're gone and he probably is aroused by boobs. I think your husband sounds like a really great guy who loves you and his love for you runs way fucking deeper than your tits. And he obviously thinks he's got a hot milf who bounced back and is sexy as fuck after having kids, but this isn't about him and I don't want it to be about him and you're kind of making it sound like it's for him. But I think what you sound like even more is that you're really self-conscious about your boobs now. And that I think if you were to go forward with doing something about it, you're doing it for you. And if there's any part of that where you are afraid of other people's judgment about going forward and getting that, fuck that shit. They're just jealous that they're not getting one. Or the people that are like breast implant illness, breast implant illness, breast implant illness, I'm not even going down that path. I know someone who manifested that shit, got her implants removed, and she still says she doesn't feel very good. So some people are going to come at me with a pitchfork and say, bitch, it is real. I have never, ever, ever had any symptom of that. Like, am I fatigued some days? Yeah, I felt fatigued some days before implants. Obviously, if something serious and your health completely went out of whack, then You know, you'll go back to what you had before, but that's not going to happen. I suggest don't even putting any negative narrative that people try to put on people when girls say they want implants. It's disgusting to me and millions of girls, the top surgeries in the country are nose jobs and boob jobs. Go for it, sister. And I will say just between you and me, a girl talk, you get what you pay for I don't, I don't think you should get a $4,000 boob job. I think you should get a $7,000, $8,000 boob job. And it's the difference of looking like really hard and fake and then a doctor who does a more natural good job go under the muscle and DM me if you have any questions. But if that's not on your timeline or budget, then maybe this will be something fun to save up for. And there are probably people that disagree with me and go, what the fuck You should have hyped her up and told her she's beautiful the way she is. Duh. This suggestion wasn't based on beauty and confidence and who she is as a woman. It's just if a woman really hates something about herself, I think you can do something about it. I think if you feel out of shape, you can be proactive and get in shape. And there's lots of things. You don't have to go buy a butt. You can go get in the gym. You can change your diet. You can get that haircut. You can dress differently. You can change your attitude. You can change your perspective. If surgery is not on the table, if you're like, well, even if I want it, like this can't happen now, then work on mindset. Work on affirming yourself every day and believing your husband. Does he still get a boner when you fuck? Is he still DTF? You're good, girl. And you know what? I would bring it up to him. I would say, hey, I know you say you don't care, but this isn't for anyone but me. This isn't so I'll feel like I'm more attractive to men. This is because I want to feel sexy in my own body. And you can with or without the implants. I just see so many women hold back because they're afraid of other people's judgment or that makes them weak for going to the doctor. It doesn't. Do whatever you want. Moving on, question number two. My wife and I have always had foreplay of sending each other videos of ourselves masturbating hot, which is very sexy for the both of us. However, I have noticed that my wife orgasms the most intensely when she uses a vibrator dildo while on all fours, but she rarely comes when we perform that position together. I have asked her to tell me, teach me how I can make her come the same way on all fours, but she has been unable to do so. Do you have any suggestions that could help us? Thank you for all the content you make. It's extremely enjoyable. Thank you. Okay, so for this one, I think the honest short answer is probably your dick can't do what that vibrating dildo does. And that's just the truth. It doesn't have to be the sad truth. It's just your dick doesn't vibrate. You're never going to be a vibrator, and that's okay. (laughs) That's okay because the vibrating dildo is never going to be you. It's never going to have your touch, your eyes, your body, and your dick and the way you work it, okay? And I bet you she'd pick you forever to fuck than her dildo, okay? I know you think it's so hot. I know you love seeing your girl come like that do it in person. I'm sure you already have. If that's how y'all start foreplay, I bet y'all are a bunch of fun and you can watch her do it to herself. But I'm sure she doesn't want to hurt your feelings. That dildo could be hitting her G spot. It's been made informed in a laboratory to hit the spots and do what it's supposed to, to achieve orgasm. And I know your dick is God-given for you to pump your seed into a woman, but the curves and the swerves and the sharp upturn, it that's, that's different. And by the way, curved dicks are an amazing thing. So I wasn't dissing anyone who has a curved dick. Actually thankful for your curved dick. Sometimes it feels like you might break it. I've had that experience. I'm like, am I going to break this? But great for G-spot stimulation. Now... Back to your question, I, there's not really anything I could suggest except homegirl given a straight up, honest answer of why she thinks it's hard. There could be an accumulation of a mental block because she so badly wants to be able to give you that experience as well as a, again, there's not a uh, batteries in your cock. And sometimes it's just the perfect combination of how it's going in, what it's hitting, and the vibrating is working with the clit. Maybe, oh, suggestion just popped right up. Hope you didn't turn it off when I said there's no suggestion. Maybe we get a vibrator on the clit while you're fucking her from the back. Or this is, oh, I do not like plugging something for free. I don't. The We Vibe. Uh, the wee vibe. So it's in you and outside of you. So it's on her clit and in her. And you're going to be going in doggy and she's going to get that sensation. That probably maybe could replicate it. Now, if she's using a curved dildo or something that is definitely not like your dick, then I think that's probably it. But if we got the wee vibe involved and you... Behind her, her on all fours. Maybe. Follow up with me. I kind of want to know now. Next question. Great show. been listening for a while now. How can I role play for my husband when I think what he wants is dumb? I don't know how to feel sexy or act hot when I'm in a costume from a TV show. I want to please my man. He's a great father and always makes me come first. But this fantasy seems silly. Okay. I want to make it short and sweet because I want to do one more question before we get into the topic. So... I think that maybe it being silly can be a part of the connection. Like, if you're totally rolling your eyes and not trying even a little bit for him, then maybe he might get annoyed and irritated. But if your husband is a goofy, silly guy and he thinks this is silly and sexy, silly and sexy because he gets to see you in the costume and you attempting, and y'all are both kind of giggling and like it being silly, let it organically turn into whatever it turns into. You married the guy, okay? You didn't marry like Johnny Sims, Sims, Sims who's expecting you to perform, okay? <laughs> Do your job. This isn't your job. You're doing something for fun, and I want you to embody that he thinks you're a fire bitch in this costume and that you're his little porn star and you're his little slut? Is this too much? So we can reframe those words if those were offensive. <laughs> but I hear a freaky fam. I'm sure you can handle it. But I know you think that this is silly to you, but maybe there will be one day that he thinks what you want is silly and it's ooey gooey romantic, but you like it and he's doing it for you. So this is one of those things where I think you put your sexy little G string on. I was going to say big girl panties, but this was more fitting. And yeah, it can be a little like nerve wracking or you feel silly. But sometimes like being in a silly pose is when we're like, oh, that was a fire picture. And I just don't know how to pose. And most of the time you feel like it's awkward and weird, but you look good as hell. He is going to eat you up, girlfriend. So, and make him return the favor. What's your fantasy? Get him in a firefighter G-string. Do what you want and make him feel uncomfortable and giggle. So I think don't make it too heavy of a topic. Be light about it. Confidence is sexy. Confidence is sexy Confidence is sexy, and if y'all are both silly, then this can be a silly, sexy adventure. Last question. My wife and I have been together for 26 years. During this time, I have always had a strange fetish to smell her dirty panties. Everything about it turns me on and drives me crazy. Sometimes I will lay them over my face while I masturbate here's the thing though she has no idea I have never been able to bring myself to tell her I do this in fear that she will think I'm a sicko and be repulsed I feel like I'm hiding something from her is this wrong and unhealthy should I open up to her about my fetish at the risk of freaking her out yes now wait and like hear me out okay there was an episode which one was it it was 88 with Heather Shannon and we talked about sharing your kinks with one another, not yucking anybody else's yum. Now, whether or not you've heard that, or agree with it. You are not in control of your partner's emotions, and you don't know how they're going to act or what they think is disgusting or perverted or weirded out. Now, I mentioned in that episode or the next one after that about how a man reached out to me and said that he shared his pegging interest with his wife, which could be considered extreme to some people, okay? really kinky or out there and she was not pleased at first and it did take some time to process but it led the communication the discovery the exploring the educating herself led to a curiosity and now that girl loves it too and she loves doing it with her husband so uh, it was a hundred percent worth sharing now how you go about it is going to be everything and when I was reading this, the solution in my mind popped up and it was to be like, here's what I think you should do. I think, does your wife sit on your face? This is what I, I think we should start with getting her to sit on your face for oral sex, 69, whatever. If this is something you'll do already or this is not a foreign concept, then we're ahead of step. And if it's not, I need y'all to start incorporating this to lead you to the revealing of your fetish. So maybe she's not a 69er, but do you eat her pussy? Okay, if not, start. And I need you to tell her that you love how she smells down there. And that could even make her like feel self-conscious or she could be like, hell yeah, so, you know, glad to know I'm hygienic and delicious down there. Maybe you're like, I actually think she's like gross and stinky and that's what's getting me off. Whatever, whatever it may be, you need to let her know that you just love the way she smells, that you're attracted to her pheromones and it like gets you off. Like that is like a big part of getting you off. So let that be there. Let that soak in and sit in and then be like, your panties even kind of turn me on. Like when she's taking them off one day. Or when you're stripping down to have sex, tell her how much your panties turn you on simply because of the smell. They remind you of her and it makes you think about eating her pussy. These are ways that I would drop it on her to see like, what's her reaction? Is she flattered? Is she like, hell, fine baby? You know, give it more than 24 hours. Think about the next time you have sex, see what she says or does Or maybe she's not freaked out at all. Maybe, like I said, flattered, like, oh, cool. So maybe you'll find a door opening or a segue into revealing this. Or maybe you'll feel extremely judged, which make sure you're aware of what you're taking personal and you in your head versus like, is she really judging you? Or because she's being a little bit quiet, you're like, fuck, you know, because it's new information. Give her some time to process and digest, and I think you could safely navigate to the end result that you're wanting, and I don't think you're hiding anything from her, but why don't you tell her that you're aroused, this is your wife, you're not sneaking in to a neighbor's home and stealing their underwear, but I would, I could see why you're like, it feels like icky, I get it, because she has no idea, so give her an idea. Make it where if she saw you sniffing her panties, she'd be like, well, you have been telling me how much you fucking love how my pussy smells. So, you know, (laughs) it's time for the topic of the episode, which is fisting. Holy shit. I took a fisting for beginners course, so you don't have to. And disclaimer, this course did not entail me having to get or give anyone a fist. So, and this isn't for everyone. Can I be honest with you? I'm not going to be signing up to get fisted. Just not something that I think I want to happen to my vagina. But guess what? There are benefits... And maybe after I teach this course, I'm going to change my fucking mind. But, hey, I heard that girl that has the podcast likes to be fisted. (laughs) No, no, I'm not yucking anyone's yum. Because if you like a full ass feeling in your pussy, then this is for you. And guess what? It's no one else's business. Maybe you're a guy that likes to get fisted. That sounds so painful. But whatever, whoever you are... I'm not yucking your yum and I'm going to tell you, maybe you're curious. Maybe you have like no idea and you're like, "Ah!" that's what I was. I was curious because it sounds like, "Ah!" so I wanted to know more. And so I'm passing on that knowledge and let's get into it. So the benefits, the benefits, like I said, sensation of fullness creates a sensation of being filled or stuffed. So this is a great alternative for someone who enjoys really large dildos, who likes to receive multiple fingers. So shit, you know, maybe I would like this. Large penises, okay, okay. Fist-shaped toys, not really, not really. But hey, G-zoned, C-spot, P-spot, A-spot stimulation. You got the pressure of the knuckles, fingers, or the palm. You can use against all the zones I discussed. And basically you could Google a diagram of where all these zones are, but essentially the fisting is gonna really stimulate each area. It's basically like a region in your body from your prostate to your G-spot to all these different regions inside of there. They're getting like maximum stimulation just to let you know. We've talked about them before, but just to remind you, they're all located inside of you. Like if you're that girl that's like deeper, harder, fuck me, then this is for you. And now I feel bad for shaming anyone, saying it's not for me, But you know what? Hey, if you're a girl and you're getting fisted and you love it and you're like, Jordan, you're missing out, DM me because I want to hear your experiences and I want to follow up next episode and share. So watch, she got zero messages, crickets. No, but if you do and you are okay with me anonymously sharing, I would love the feedback. Another benefit is as far as kinkiness goes, fantasy goes, power dynamics goes. If those words that I just said are a little ding, ding, ding check for your relationship, this could be a great way to fulfill another fantasy. Double penetration, consensual non-consent, if that's your fantasy, okay? We're not yucking anyone through them. Gaping hole, bottomless pit. You can probably name some more. Fisting can be a fun way to play with trust and power exchange dominance, submission. It can be experienced in any role and pain and discomfort could be for you a part of the fun. Again, this is specific to certain types of couples who this is their jam. Another sexy aspect is just like even talking about it, how I prefaced it with the stereotype essentially there's some taboo around it. It can be still seen as this fringe sexual sexual activity. It can make it feel like naughty, forbidden, enhances erotic charge because it requires you to talk a lot. And you got to be relaxed as fuck for this to be mutually pleasurable. So it can help sexual partners feel closer over time by placing this trust in one another so if that is something that you find erotic which a lot of people do a lot of people so this may end up being something that sparks your curiosity so say you're curious say you're curious right now say you've been curious how do we talk about this with your partner I'm assuming if you feel like that then you maybe you think your partner could be resistant or just not into it weirded out Or maybe you have no clue what they're going to think about it. Well, perfect. Let's fucking talk about it. You know, I'm a talk about it kind of girl. You could ask this stuff during sex. Like, do you like being filled up? If your wife is like more fingers, more fingers, four fingers, you, you know, she might be a little easier to convince. This could be something that escalates in the bedroom. Although I do advise a lot of communication on this topic because, you know, fingers is different than a whole fist and you don't want to get really excited up in the moment and then, you know, you break trust or it ends up really hurting her. Like, you know when you're fucking and your dick accidentally, like, goes to the butthole and pushes a little too hard and she's like, ow, squeals forward, wasn't ready for that, but it would have been totally different if she knew she was about to go in your butthole. So communication. Try watching some fisting porn. Does that turn both of y'all on? Are y'all into that? You could also do what I'm doing where I took a course and the course is way more in depth than Jordan's going. So that's where I've talked about Beducated before. Go to last week's episode. You'll hear me talk about it there. And if your partner says no, like hard no, 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 then okay. Okay. Now she doesn't, she doesn't want it. Uh, they're not into it. So there's role play. There's fantasy. There's imagination. Fisting isn't for everybody. Okay. You'll survive. And when I said fantasy of this, I mean like some people can get really turned on by the idea of fisting, but they don't want your fist in their vagina and that's where the dirty talk of I'm going to fill you all the way up and this like role play of it versus going through with it, using a lot of fingers, getting to a certain point. You don't have to go to the point where you're punching inside of their pussy. So talk, that's where communication comes in. Now you're like, hey, wait, punch my pussy. What? Come again? How? Let's discuss how to fist. Okay. This is what I learned. I'm going to pass my knowledge on to you. Now, you definitely are going to want lube. This is what I was told. That was really interesting. Something I didn't know was that you can layer oil-based lube with water-based lube, which water-based lube we love is great, amazing, because you can get it on everything. You don't have to worry about the oil with latex and not being a good combo. And so if you are using latex, I would just suggest water-based lube. If you are not using latex, I would put on oil-based lube, you know, 4 is my jam, but I would put on some oil-based lube, then the water-based lube, and because water and oil don't mix, the water-based lube is not going to soak into the tissue as quickly, not nearly as quickly as if you were just using the water-based lube. So I suggest that for the asshole too, got to jot that down and add that to my anal tips. Now, obviously, we're going to start with one finger. I say just fucking start with two. But we're going to start with the finger, okay? And then also, if you're a girl that can have multiple orgasms in a session and that is something that is on the reg for you and an orgasm is not challenging, challenging for you, get have an orgasm first. It's going to relax those muskies right up. And when you're all tense and tight that can be associated with more pain. Now, some of you out there are like, Jordan, that's a part of the pleasure for me. So I'll just z right up and we'll move on. So when your partner's ready, insert more fingers. I'm going to again, suggest to over communicate, keep adding more fingers. You can keep them still or move them. How is this feeling? Ask, do you want my whole fist in you? I can't wait to feel more fingers inside of you. You're so warm and soft. Like, let's, those are all obviously dialogue of working our way up. Okay. We're arousing. This is erotic. This is sexy check in. Do you want me to stay still? Do you want me to move? Do you want me to go back and forth? Like see where they're wanting you to go with this. So keep adding fingers until you have three or four inserted. Try inserting a couple fingers and then pulling them out, insert more or less. Do what feels good for them. Switching it up could be like foreplay instead of just diving it on there. Keeping this person And their body in a high state of arousal is gonna keep the tissues and the muscle more flexible. That's what we want. And with the... Coming out, sliding a finger in instead of all four and then two. You could even use the other hand. So us going in and out. I'm going to pretend like I'm a dude or if you're a girl who's doing this to a girl. Like you're going to want to go in with the fingers, out. You can use the other hand. We're stretching. We're lengthening. We're opening up the hole, okay? We're We're not ripping her open. So we're working the muskies. She's aroused, The muscles are relaxed. They're opening. You don't have to stay with all four in, going in and out. That could do the opposite and constrict. So lube, taking your time, working the fingers in and out. Less than more. Get the other hand involved as far as adding a finger, stretching a little bit. So communicate. I can't say it enough. Be mindful Take it slow. There is no rush. The cusp point is when your knuckles are at the opening of the hole, but your entire fist is not yet inside. The cusp point may feel especially intense or painful. If someone starts feeling pain, stop, but do not pull out really fast. Okay? Communicate. Once you get past the cusp, your hand will drop into the hole and you will feel hot, wet, soft magic is what I am told. Kind of like anal, how there can be this initial pain at the butthole, like breaking it, like getting the head in, you know, past the mushroom tip. This obviously sounds very similar in the way that the biggest part of the hand is around the knuckle. So if you're making a fisting, and we're not making a a punch fist, we're making our fingers like an anteater, like we're baby shark and the mouth is closed, okay? So the fingers, the fingers going in. We're not punch fist. So sorry that I said punch your pussy. Pointer, puncher your pussy. Pointer, punch your pussy. Fingers pointed, go in, and if they say stop, stop. If they tell you to get the fuck out, get the fuck out. But if they say stop and not get the fuck out, I suggest stopping. Pause, breathe, relax. Now, once you are in the hole after the hand is entirely in the hole, the person receiving may feel more pleasure and relaxation. That's a good thing, chef's kiss. Once you're in the hole, you may be able to slowly close your hand into an actual fist. Now, take a few deep breaths together. And enjoy the feeling. It's so powerful, they say. Do what feels good. Move back and forth. Circles stay in place. If you want to keep it pointer puncher, then so be it. It's what you want, what your body wants, how y'all are going, if you're okay. Once you're inside, putting those fingers back, I'm assuming is not a big deal. I think it's more insertion is what we're talking about. So bon appetit. Uh, I still, uh, my pussy kind of clenched tighter thinking about a balled up fist in there. But to each their own. It doesn't mean I'm not curious now. And for those listening who are like, whatever, Jordan, this is on my to-do list. I'm not done. So pulling out when you are ready to move out of the hole, let everybody know. Don't make sudden or jerky movements. Lube up again if need be. Take a deep breath and slowly pull your hand out. Pause if there is pain. The fisty can bear down or push and use their own hand to guide someone out. Boy, that sounds quite intense. And not to scare you at all, but like I mentioned anal with the nerve endings in the rectum, wherever the fuck they are, that those are the most sensitive. And so like I was mentioning how this stimulates all these spots from where you're going and inside, like such a large fill up, like a girthy, large fill up, that cusp and that pull out, that's where that pain kind of derives from. It's if you're like, oh, I love being filled up. It's more like those two nerve endings in the entrance and the out, which I can't assume would be worse than anal but i don't know i don't that's why i'm like give me some feedback ladies i wanted to tie all of it into a bow mentioning aftercare being importance just like importance important just like after power dynamics role playing dominance and submission bdsm kinky aftercare with your spouse is important i think you should take the step of pillow talk even searching before you do this in regards to what aftercare is and talking about it and maybe going above and beyond in the receiver being like warm bath, a massage, gentle love after these types of situations. Also tips and tricks just to recap, lube being very important, speed, positions, you can Talk about this, see what position would be best or that you wanna be in, what's more, most comfortable to be in. And also, in particular, people who have had hysterectomies or have gone through menopause or have gotten a vaginoplasty should be especially cautious and careful with fisting. I felt like it was important to give that disclaimer because I was given it and that a side effect of doing this can be pelvic pain, discomfort, queefing so I'm just giving you a full picture of what it entails maybe to you this sounds like so much fun and it's something you want to explore other people were like this was really interesting to hear totally not for me I hope I was entertaining I hope it was informative I love you freaky family freaky is relative isn't it freaky is relative If you liked this episode, I hope that you made it here because if you didn't, you're not going to know what to do and i like to tell you what to do. Please leave me five stars and a review. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, if you're listening on any other platform, Spotify, if they have the ability to rate, I really appreciate it. If you have an iPhone, even if you don't listen on the Apple Podcast, going on there and leaving me a five-star review helps me a lot. Follow me on social media. It's a great way to DM me. I get to you all at some point. I do can send a listener question in that way. It's at underscore the horny housewife podcast. Go to my website, the and you can submit truly anonymously any question, topic, idea, suggestion, feedback, whatever it may be. I love it. I love it. I love it. I can't believe this was the hundredth episode. Of the horny housewife. I know I got says that there's like 102 because of the intro and trailer that I have uploaded in the beginning, but this was the real 100th episode and I'm proud of myself. I'm more grateful than I could ever articulate in words for you. And that sounds cliche and corny, but it's the truth. So I have to say it. And I love my job so, 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 so much. And without you, it wouldn't exist. I appreciate you. I hope you have a great fucking week. And until next time, love you.